And welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Plex. I'm so glad that all of you are joining us as we're recording live here from Austin, Texas. And with me in studio is Ava's mom, Mrs. Katie Sass. How are you, Katie? I'm doing great. And also with me is our resident theologian, Pastor Mo. So glad to have you in with us today. Let's go. All right, let's do this. We got some fun questions, uh, which I just love these questions because they're sort of like ones that I think that people have, but nobody really likes to ask them. Um, one is this one, and I've actually dealt with this a lot over the years, especially, and then people end, end up deconstruct their faith over it. So it's a good one, I feel like, for us to tackle. We call the Son of God Jesus. Isn't his real name Yeshua? Oh my gosh. Then why don't we call him Yeshua? Then if Yeshua is his name, why is it not in the everyday Bible translation? So first off, Katie, what do you think about that question? Uh, yeah, this is good. I, I, <laughs> I would love to hear what you... I would, Why, though? Why do you want to hear what I have to say about this Because this is where I feel like you probably don't care is what I assume. To me, I don't think it matters. But Why not? to the person asking, I think that... I should be respect. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Why doesn't it matter? I, I mean, don't even I, know. I, I like to. Hit this, I don't even this, know who sends questions in. It but doesn't matter. Like this is the part where, like, we, you know, like I'm just kind of like, uh, they're bigger. They're bigger. Uh, what is what is the saying? They're bigger fish to fry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. I I would. I kind of agree with that. What do you think, uh, Mo? Yeshua is just another language, right? That's it's just a translation. So if you're saying, why don't we say this name? It's like. Okay, let's just read the whole Bible in its original language. Right. Yeah, why, why don't we, yeah, why don't we just do Greek and Hebrew? Why don't we Greek just and talk in yeah. Hebrew? Uh, and, and, yeah, so I think that that is the challenge. Well, in fact, uh, Jesus' name in Arabic, isn't it like Isu or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, or... The Yeshua pro- comes from Joshua. Yeah, it comes from Joshua, yeah. and it's the Greek version. So here's that's what's sort of wild about it. If Yeshua... Yeah. is his actual name, then why didn't they put Yahshua, the Hebrew term, into the Greek text? Right. And that would be... So that's why I don't think it matters. Is I don't know. Because, I mean, if you want to sound like super hyper-spiritual or something and walk around saying Yeshua, then fine, do it. Yeah, but and, and not, there are some people that are hyper-spiritual uh, and written books about it, and they're just like, why are we not calling him, the, you know... It, we should call him Yeshua Hamashiach, which is like Jesus yeah. the Messiah. And, and I think that's, listen, I'm not saying that we shouldn't honor the name of God. Uh, like I, I really think the tetragram is, is, which is like the four letters in the Hebrew uh, alphabet, which stand for God. And they, in the original language, it doesn't have the vowel pointing, which. So you don't know how to pronounce it. You don't know how to pronounce Nobody it knows intentionally. How to pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. In fact, and then just so you wouldn't make the mistake of, trying to pronounce it, they would write, would write Adonai. They would write the Adonai vowel pointing. So you'd say Adonai, I know vowel pointing. I know I'm talking about that. Vowel pointing, <laughs> vowel pointing. So think of this this way. Hebrew is written in all consonants. So you know how like you do LOL, and that's not obviously has a, has a vowel in it, but you do LOL. Well, you know that means laugh out loud. So the way that all words were written in the Old Testament was just consonants mashed together and you had to, use context clues to figure out what the word meant. 
Then in the Middle Ages, there was something called vowel pointing because people were starting to forget Hebrew. And so Hebrew scholars would, would put in little dots and stuff. And so to, you know, a dot underneath would make, give it an ah sound. A dot to the left would give it like an eh, eh, eh sound or whatever. And so then also, again, in the, this is, and the word Jehovah then comes from that vowel pointing, which is probably wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and then there's no J sound right. in Hebrew. So yep. Jehovah's Witnesses, you're sort of screwed because yep. you built a whole religion off of the name getting it right. So anyway, to that point, it doesn't matter. If you wanted to call God Jehovah, I don't think he would be like, you know, oh, pff, you guys are pulling Jehovah's Witness stuff over there. Yeah. I, I think if you have sincere heart, I think you're fine. I think... I don't. That that's my view on that. Yeah, Is that yeah, kind of yeah. where you go? Absolutely. I think we can kind of get wrapped around the axle uh, uh, among a lot of that. And yeah. so, anyway, so I feel like don't be afraid to say the name Jesus. Everybody knows what Jesus means. They immediately yeah. think of a dude on a cross or raising from you know, Easter tomb is empty kind of thing. Yeah. And if that's who you're talking about, that's great. If you're talking about you know some guy working on your house, that doesn't work, right? Like because you're using a different name and it's a different person. So I think yeah. that's that's the, yeah. the, the different reality. So yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I, yeah, I, I think there's a, a context issue there that I think people can miss out on. Um, and, and again, if it's Jesus in Spanish, if it's Yes, yes, yesu, yesu, I guess would be the way you'd say it in Arabic mm-hmm. or even um, Greek, really, is kind of how it comes off in mm-hmm. Greek. So, so, anyway, I, I feel like that's the part where people just get wrapped around the axle around words. And I, that's why I appreciate your perspective because I, I think you, I think for the most part, you take a common sense uh, approach to things, Katie. And that's why I like hearing your perspective because you're like, that's. You dumb. think I have common sense? I do. <laughs> I actually, I, I do think you have common sense. And, you should tell Ryan. Well, no, and here's why I think that. <laughs> like, you approach it from a like a lay person. I don't care enough to go study that stuff because who cares? And I think you're right in this case. Yeah. Who cares? Now yeah. there are other things. We'll yeah. get into the next question, which which might be into more of like um, <clears throat> why things do matter. Uh, but let's in fact let's go to that next question because I think I think we covered we hammered home um, the Yeshua question pretty well. Uh, and that question is. Um, okay, is if blood was necessary for the redemption of sin, then why in the Old Testament was flour okay. considered an acceptable sacrifice um, when you couldn't afford anything more? There's no blood in flour. That is actually that's a, a that's pretty a question. phenomenal yeah. question. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that, <laughs> Katie? Can, why is it? Why doesn't? Why does flour? If if blood is needed for salvation, why do we count flour? Um, I think that that would be something I would read and just go, okay, yeah, and keep reading. Okay, I don't think I would think that much into it, yeah. but I mean, I mean, since it's asked, you know, I, I guess I'm interested to hear what the theologians say. Yeah, that's a great question. Since I'm just Ava's mom, we're all theologians. We are all theologians, and because what you believe about God determines a lot about who you are, that's right. and so you might be a lay theologian and not a professional theologian, but we're all theologians. I couldn't care less what kind of theologian I am. (laughs) 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 All right. So what do you think? Does you have any thoughts on that uh, off the top of your head, Mo? 
I feel like you have to go to the verse. And my first thing is, is the flower sacrifice having to do with sin atonement? Yeah. Or is it a Thanksgiving kind of sacrifice? And if it is uh, an atoning for blood kind of sacrifice, um, even the animals, when you go to Hebrews Mm. for uh, the blood of rams and bulls cannot take away sin. Right. So even the blood sacrifice... Uh, was ultimately a, po- a pointer. Yes. Uh, so if oh, it's talking about, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think that's a better one. I, yeah. I think that's where, um, yeah, there was a, because there is a grain offering, and I think this is where I'd love to figure out what, which, there's a grain, a voluntary offering is a grain offering, which the fruit of the field was offered in the form of a cake or baked bread made of grain or fine flour, oil and salt. The yeah. grain offering was one of the sacrifices accompanied by a drink offering, a one quarter, it's like, this is for my homie, and you pour it out. No, I'm just, Kidding. That's what, where it's from, though. That, yeah, that, that yeah. is actually literally. Yeah. What, I mean, I'm kidding, but it's serious. Yeah. Um, so the purpose of the grain offering was to express thanksgiving and recognition for God's provision. Um, so there were the mandatory sac- sacrifices which um, for sin offering. So the purpose of sin offering was to atone for sin, cleanse for defilement. There were five possible elements in a sin sacrifice, which is a young bull, a male goat, a female goat, a dove or a pigeon, or a tenth of ephah of the fine flour. Oh, wow, okay. So this is interesting. So the type of animal depended on the identity and the financial situation of the giver. And then a female goat was a sin offering for the common person. Fine flour was a sacrifice for the very poor. A young bull was offered for the high priest and the congregation and so on. The sacrifice each had specific instructions for what to do with the blood or the animal during the ceremony and the fatty portions of the lobe and liver kidneys were given to God burnt. The rest of the animal was either totally burned on the altar and the ashes thrown outside the camp in atoning for the high priest and congregation or eaten as a tabernacle. So the, the, the biggest piece here, which I think you brought up, is that if you couldn't afford, they still wanted you to sacrifice something. something yeah. And that is food. Because remember the... Well, and flour is cheap. Okay, mm-hmm. flour is cheap, but... Um, I think what the, the question asker is, well, God, doesn't God need blood? Mm, okay. And, and, I, and he does. He does. Which is why the, even the flower points to Christ's blood that was sacrificed. And yeah. that, I feel like, um, is the way that you, I don't want to say get around that. I think it, it's a specific pointing that mm-hmm. there has to be a sacrifice, but it needs to be blood. The, the blood of, what, what is it Hebrews? The blood of is it just about the yeah, intention? Like my heart's intention is to sac- use this to sacrifice, blah, 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 blah. Right. But, but, but I know it's not bloody, but. But, mm-hmm. and, but to the point of it, I, I, I don't blood is the only thing you take away sin. And it's not the blood of goats and rams. It's not the blood, right? Exactly. It's the blood okay. Of Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. neither so, one of them are valid exactly. or matter that much. Right. Yeah, but they point. Remember, the, yeah. atonement means covering, and uh, and your your sin is covered. Whereas Jesus, granted, the same word can be used for him, but he not only covers, he he takes away your sin. So mm-hmm. now, and he imputes his he puts he his righteousness, you. purifies you. He gives you his righteousness, and so I feel like. The, the best way to answer that, as Mo pointed out, is that no, none of the Old Testament blood sacrifice actually did uh, re, re, remove sin. Mm-hmm. It pointed to the fact you need a Savior, which is Jesus. Okay. Um, that's very helpful. Okay. Next is, um, what is, speaking of that, what is limited atonement? And oh I love this. Wow. Okay. This All is right. a great question. Um, 
Now, this might put... See, I'm... Okay, this is where... Do you know what limited atonement is? I don't. Okay, let me just break it down for you real quick. It's Jesus only died for those who would believe in him. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Okay. All right, good. Yeah, no problem. Or, or... A non-limited atonement view would be Jesus died for all. Every human ever. Every human ever. But his salvation was only effective for some, those who believed. This is like Calvinism versus Arminianism, right? And it's actually two different lanes of a Calvinism, which mm-hmm. is really sort of challenging. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, okay, so and so this is a, a um, an essential point of the- Katie's a Calvinist. Yeah, she's yeah. a- Who knew? Who knew? Who knew Katie was a Calvinist? Uh, so, yeah, so this is where you can kind of go different directions on this. I personally am a non-limited atonement guy, all right? So I believe that when Jesus died on the cross, his, his death was so lavish, it was opportunity for all to be saved. But because God chose whom, he, whom would believe, mm-hmm. it was only effective for those whom he called to salvation, which seems like a- really long way around to get around being limited atonement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. What do you think? I, th- <laughs> I think the logic for limited atonement yeah. without the scripture and the specific scripture I'm thinking about is, I forget which John, but uh, it says like, not only for those, but for the whole world. Right. Um, if you want to help me out yeah, yeah. with it. Uh, I think without that scripture, the logic makes sense. Because if Christ died for you, it doesn't matter whether you believe in him or not, he died for you and therefore his blood is effective for you. Right. Um, that, that's the more- That's what kind of makes sense to me logically. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter if if he died for you, it doesn't matter what your response is. Right. 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 He died for you, so you're his. Right. But because of a cu- some scriptures, I'm like, no. It yeah. makes sense logically, but biblically- That's the problem doesn't. I have. Yeah. And I think- yeah. This is where we need to now find the scriptures. Uh, this is why you get more uh, prepared before you jump on here. But uh, yeah, I, I do feel like that is sort of the reality. I, I feel like, uh, and, and some, I think Piper calls, he, he doesn't like limited atonement. He, he calls it definite atonement. Yeah. And I, I, again, what he's saying is that Christ's blood is effective for the salvation of those people that believe. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, Yes, I, I totally agree. obviously yeah. agree with that. Now, and then this gets this now. This is the part where we've talked about this before with superlapsarianism, infralapsarianism, which I know this is like the the super nerdy moment. But um, if where did God choose in His mind to save humanity? Was it because he, he, did He say like I want to glorify myself, so I'm going to send a bunch of people to hell, and the other, here are the people I'm going to choose to live? Or was, did He say I want to create? humanity, but to create humanity that actually I love and, and have an affection for, there has to be a ability to choose not me. And so that ability, that free will was given to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he's like, I'm then, because if you, and this is the part where, again, free will gets down, down on rabbit trail on free will, but you, for, for people who are not Christian, you don't have free will. You only have the will to sin. You only have the will to mm-hmm. live apart from God. And yeah. it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that regenerates you and gives you faith and the ability to be saved. And the now conviction ha- to Right, not and save. now you have yeah. free will again uh, as a saved person because now you can, you have the ability to choose right, but now you have that, the war within you, Romans 7, 15, like what I want to do, I do not do, what I hate, I keep on doing. That, that, that reality now lives in you, whereas if you are lost, you, you don't have that. You're just like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and, and, and I'm not saying that uh, people who are lost don't have um, conscience and don't have, 
clearly the Bible says everyone has a conscience and they're constantly going against it all the time. Uh, but they have no hope. They have no hope. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of where I go with that. See if you can, what was the verse you were, you were referring to that? Is it, it says, in John? Yeah, it's, it's in John. It's God, John or something. Something. Jesus, God is, God gives those he has chosen to believe to Jesus to die on the cross for. Mm, yeah. These. I don't pray for these only. No, that's, uh, that's John 17. World. Um, yeah, because I, I, this is a, the, yeah, this is where I feel like what ends up it's happening not a, with it's this. It's not a hill to die on though. No, so, no, but I do feel like it's important to talk about because I feel like this comes up so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether you're limited atonement or not limited atonement, you end up in the same place anyway. Uh, of that, God only God can choose, unless you go full Arminian, which means that there's sort of it's open to like uh, God. His foreknowledge is only a foreknowledge; He doesn't have any influence in the ability to save people. I feel like it comes down to, and I feel like it comes down to your view of God's sovereignty. Yeah. So yes, and uh, I guess the, the view of God's sovereignty is is this where. Is God sovereign in that he chooses and controls? And an Arminian would say, yeah, God's sovereign. He knows all that is going to happen. And what what then happens from that, if he knows what's going to happen, uh, it's not because he controls it to happen. He just can look through the, the doorway of time and see what you're going to choose. And so therefore he's sovereign. Mm-hmm. That's how an Arminian can get around that. Yeah. What do you got? First John 2.2. 2. Read it for me. Yeah. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Yeah. That one's tough to get around. Yeah. And that's where I get stuck on on a verse like that because I'm like, well, there you go. Yeah. And then uh, my good buddy Holland, who's uh, very reformed, uh, and he planted Eastside Community Church, he'd say, well, I don't know what he'd say to that. I think that's where he's like, well, there's there's holes in the argument. Yeah, I don't know. I, you yeah, know, yeah. I think every, yeah. and I think, but and I think he'd say, no, it's definite. He died for those who would believe, and what he meant, all those in the whole world, all those who would believe in the whole world. And I go, ah, it seems like yeah. a bit of stretch. Yeah, tough. So, anyway, yeah. is limited atonement I, I, again? If you, it's what you mean by limited atonement. Yeah, and that might be a better way to put that because mm-hmm. if you said limited atonement is like Christ's blood is. Uh, yeah, it was available for all, but effective for some. Is that the way, best way to put that? Is it? It's uh, well, that's the thing. Sufficient that's, for all, but sure. effective for there some. You go. There, there you like, go. Yeah, Christ's blood was sufficient for all, but effective for some, those mm-hmm. who would believe. Yeah. And so therefore, be, even though he died for the whole world, only those who would believe would be, his blood would be effective in saving them. Sure. Yeah. Why would Jesus die for the sins of those that won't, won't believe in him? Because there he lavished, and, and that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's the yeah. exact yeah. argument. Yeah. That, Which is a good argument. It's a great, it's that, a really that is, good argument. That's the logical yeah. argument that Calvinists, that are five-point Calvinists make. And I would say, because, and my answer to that is, because he loved the world so much, he wanted to make his blood available. But he already knew sure. that there wouldn't be and those that would to which believe in you're him. You're exactly saying that. Yeah. That, you're, it's you're logical. Nailing, you're it's logical. If God, if yeah. God already chose, pure... if God already chose, right. yep. 
who was going to believe and yep. who wasn't going to believe. He's already ordained those you. who are going to believe. Be He's already ordained those who are not going to believe. You're nailing yep. it. So he knows who's going to go to heaven, who's, who's going to go to hell. Yep. He already knows. He's yep. already planned it. He's yep. already articulated it. He knows our hearts. He's designed our entire lives. Mm-hmm. So why... I just, I mean, no, this is, you are, that's you are, the question. you are Why? exactly yeah. the, the, yeah. what you, you're arguing. Yeah. <laughs> Holland Greg would be proud of you right now. Uh, <laughs> this like, is just what I have believed like the last 10 years about Well, the fact that you know what limited atonement is, is really yeah. great. I'm just yeah. really thrilled. Like, yeah. see, look at you. Yeah. Way to go. So well, when I, I just decide- disagree with that argument because that the the bible verses are too god would have that none would perish but all would come to eternal life well, well yeah ideally but that's not so reality right. so god lives in the ideally and in the practical all mm-hmm. in the same time somehow yep, 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 and yep. so that's why it is sufficient for all effective for some and so a blank statement of jesus only died for those who would believe feels like to me a counter scripture it just doesn't feel good this is why we don't base the Bible off of our feelings. Well, right, but I'm not based. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's not I, what I'm saying. No, no, you're, but yeah, yeah. I, you're looking at First John two too, like the propitiation, the yep. the sacrifice for God. Right, that's yeah. what propitiation is. Yeah. Uh, is uh, for those who would believe, but not not only them, but for the whole world. But only those who would believe receive be uh, have effective results. Exactly. Like yeah. a lot of like I have a couple friends that are. Armini, Ar- Armenian, what, Armenian, Armenianists, yeah. Yeah. and <laughs> whatever the word is. Yeah, whatever. And where, I mean, wrong. we've... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm, where I'm, we have talked about how, um, where I stand, and versus this idea of like, oh, like it's for everyone, and you know, we God just waits to see who's going to believe in him, mm-hmm. and he, where it like... It's not really. That's not. It's open theology. Open or theology. is open it? Theology. Is it yeah. sort of like free yeah. grace? Uh, free grace. No, free grace is like if I if I don't mean it in my heart. Now this is where I, people who are free grace people might disagree with me, but essentially you can sort of mouth the words and have if you confess have no your mouth, Jesus Lord. And not believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It, it's kind of like a the proof that you are a believer is in your fruit. Yeah, the fruit that you bear as so a believer. The hard, and again, hard part about that is, are we to be fruit inspectors? Yeah, sort of. Um, the problem is, what do you count as fruit? So the drug addict who goes from being an addict all the time to l- using way less and feeling bad about it is he saved because he there's repentance. There's repentance there, yeah. right? And he. But is that worldly sorrow or is that godly sorrow? And that's why you're always, you, you can't decide yeah. on someone's salvation like that. We can't be speculators of somebody's heart. Right. But we can go, hey. Um, Look at their lives. Yeah. What, what's what's kind of going on? Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we, we can land the plane on limited atonement. All right. When is Jesus's real birthday? <laughs> why did the Bible not specify when Jesus's real birthday was? It could have helped a lot of skeptics have confirmation. What do you think? Uh, Katie. I don't care when his birthday is. Why not? I know we celebrate it on December 25th, but I don't actually care if that's accurate. Right. And do you know no. why we, I think probably one of the re- reasons we, we celebrate is, uh, Those pagans, pagans and their Christmas <laughs> trees, which is why, you know, people get really angry about that. Um, it's like, so the, it comes from the, the 25th of December goes back to the third century. So like I think two fifties or something, uh, when, Hippolytus of Rome uh, wrote, the first advent of our Lord in the flesh was when he was born in Bethlehem on December 25th, and it was Wednesday. 
<laughs> which I appreciate that. And that's nine months after December, March 25th, which is historian <clears throat> Sextus Julius Africanus and the other church father Tertullian calculated to be the date of the Passover, which Jesus was conceived. It's all based on tradition. It Nobody knows. And the December 25th coincided with the pagan festival celebrating winter solstice. The church offered people a Christian alternative to pagan festivities. That's why a lot of people are like, you're worshiping Satan when you, when you have a, celebrate Jesus' birthday on the 25th. Yeah. So, and yeah. I'm just like, no. No, in fact, you're stealing from Satan. In fact, you're, it's like the anti. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Any other thoughts on that, December 25th? Nope. No, it, it's impossible to prove whether or not Jesus yeah. was born December 25th, and it ultimately doesn't matter. What does matter is when he died and rose, rose from the dead. And that we can uh, get to mathematically. If you want to talk about dates that matter, talk about old earth, new earth. Oh, that's a better question. Ooh, that's a great question. Not for this podcast. Yeah, for the, that's another <laughs> podcast. In fact, we probably we need to wrap oh, up this podcast not. because we've got other fish to fry this morning. Yeah, there you go. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening and, and joining us on Pastor Plex Podcast. If you got any questions, we'll talk. We'll 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 rap about them uh, and pontificate for you. And the number to text us is 737-231-0605 or find us at pastorplex.com. We'd love to hear from you. And so from our house to yours, have an awesome week of worship. <laughs>